0: All right, welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Ed Alexander, Christy, Simone, and you. Good morning, man. If you miss anything, 1030 KVOI's amazing website kvoi.com how's that for crazy yeah uh this hour brought to you by cabco az central arizona block uh we got two announcements one uh, higgins is coming out of retirement for election night so chris and joe are back together for 27 hours of election coverage there you go 27 shut up we're gonna have our fourth mm-hmm. day here before it's all over uh after that election and uh, so uh, listen for that. And then again, our happy hour is going to be at the Arizona Sands Club up on the north end zone of the U of A Stadium, October 27th. Yeah. And uh, nothing to come by, but you do need to, uh, you need to uh, RSVP. First hundred are uh, out or in, excuse me. <laughs> 101 after that, I have Attorney General Mark Brinovich with his nunchucks mm-hmm. will literally hit you in the knuckles if you show up if you're 102. So, it just happens that way. Uh, tomorrow, rustling. We're, we're going to let him in in a second. Hold your. Hold no, I your. mean into the. Into the into oh the yeah, party. I would love for Matt to be at that party. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow we got Ryan Larson in in studio talking sports live on our show. Maybe you should bring the wife. We he will. Oh, he is. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, Congressman Schweikert, F. F. A. Rodriguez, Vic Rich Riches from the, the Victor Riches, the head of the Goldwater Institute, and probably the leading Republican in the state of Arizona right now, just on pure guts. Andy Biggs. So look at this guy. Matt Russell is now r- running. There we go. We got a little Vino here. Good morning to Matthew Russell, Russell Public Communications. On the menu, one of the sexiest newsletters right now in the state of Arizona. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm all a quiver.
0: And <laughs> still writing for a newspaper Jingle. that has a Watch it. circulation of 16, the uh, Inside Tucson Business. Thank
1: you very much. It's great to
0: be back. <laughs> right.
1: Inside Tucson Business, Southern Arizona's business journal. <laughs> There's a lot in there. They will accept uh, every two every uh, two weeks my uh, my um, uh, culinary and cocktail musings. I want to
0: say that that does not denigrate the good work you're doing in the college. Oh,
1: I appreciate wow. that. You know, I've been writing the food and beverage column for Inside Tucson Business Sal for nine years. And some, someone asked me uh, a couple years ago, said, dude, so this is Tucson. I mean, is there really enough content to cover on the culinary and cocktail scene for eight, nine years? I mean, I, I, I could do this Heck for yeah. scores of F- years. F- so, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I got I to gotta look through... I mean, these are hard decisions to make every two weeks to decide what to write about. And and so uh, with uh, with where we are on the uh, global scene, I dig this part of my work. I dig it.
0: You know, one of the things I've always tried to celebrate on this show is there's something about Tucson that brings these diverse group of humans into this common area right. that bring all of these cool things in the world of culinary, beverage, You know, there's so many things about it, right? The U of A is part of it, I think. For sure. Uh, You know, geographical location...
1: Yeah, and exactly, and when you think of the common thread that sort of weaves its way through all, it's the artistry. So I don't care if you're a if you're a twelve hundred thread count linen tabletop fine dining restaurant, or if you're a pizza joint right around the corner. Thank That's you. my. I say, like I practiced my Rocco's jingle for, for hours these this things, morning. These
0: things get stuck in your head,
1: but it's a sto- it's the story, and those are the things that I like to cover. And say, like you're not going to read my column every two weeks and find out where is the best, you know, happy. Hour or you know what the sort of things where you can get anywhere. I dive deep into the stories behind the people that are making the news, both
0: uh, at the front of the house and the back of the house. Now, here's a question I've had always I, I, in the back of my skull: If you've done nine years of this stuff, right? right did did you aggregate all of these in one spot? Uh, you know, all of these <clears throat> columns, or should you? Uh, that's a very
1: good question. Uh, I mean, nine—that's nine- what, what
0: I got paid for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. There's just so many different – there's so many options, it's so many different angles uh, and ways to cover this this scene. You know, for, for the first three or four years, th- it was a weekly column, um, and uh, and that brought on a little bit more uh, of a challenge. I mean, certainly more content that I could cover in a lifetime. Right. Uh, but when, uh, when I got a little bit of a breath to do this twice a week, it made a little bit of a
0: difference. I kind of feel like yeah. there's been so much good stuff written over the years by yourself. Thank you. Right? Uh, that's cause that's what I like about the people who are writing about food with depth, right? Right. It's you. I think Andy does it a lot and it does a great job. You know, uh, there's a few other things that do good jobs and sometimes you have to determine whether or not it's advertorial or editorial. Right. Right. But I think you've always done a good job doing editorial.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, even it's though a you're a PR co- guy, I'm, I'm a PR guy well. right? and I, and I absolutely fully disclose Uh, whenever I do have a relationship because I think that's important. So if you read a column uh, and I'm writing a story about somebody that my day job, Russell Public Communications, represents, I have to put in for good reason. Uh, I have to uh, uh, kind of disclose that. Um, But I only write the stories that I think people want to read. So, uh, you know, and we can talk a little bit about this later on in the hour. But, uh, you know, the story in this week's Inside Tucson Business uh, is about this peculiar little grape varietal called the Tanat. And I received a bottle of Tanat about uh, several months ago. And I've, I've had wine all over the world, Christy Simone. I mean, oh, I've, I have I've, I've oh. sipped uh, a Sirtico on the Greek island of Santorini. I've had mm. Primitivo in Sicily. I've had, you know, Grenache in the uh, wine region of uh, Chateauneuf-de-Pape. Um, but I've never heard of Tanat.
0: I've had cold duck <laughs> right out of Walgreens.
1: <laughs> and you oh haven't lived! <laughs> But uh, I heard about Tanat, and I started going into my investigative mode and uh, learned some really super cool things about this grape. Uh, it's become fashionable now, despite the fact that it was origin. Its roots are in southwestern France, uh, you know, de- uh, about a millennia ago. Um, but at, at your uh, leisure we can talk about that uh, i'm excited to to jam out with uh, Kyle Nottingham to talk about restaurant week we're we're bringing it
0: today. this Tanat that you brought and we'll talk about it later where is the, it, so where is this from
1: okay so the particular Tanat that we're enjoying this morning
0: yes we're drinking wine on live radio we've drank harder the- <laughs> when mia hansen brought me the aquavit, aquavit. You know, brought That's me, right. as we like to call it, Danish moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> That'll put a little hair on your chest. So this
1: this particular bottle of Tanat is from uh, the High Lonesome Vineyard, uh, which is in uh, a suburban Tombstone. It's about 20 miles southwest of Tombstone in a small town called McNeil. I've heard of McNeil. Uh, and the, the cool thing about this particular winery is they don't do any blends. So every wine they have, their all their whites, all their reds, their cab francs, their Tenants, their pig pools are all 100 percent of the varietal. So there's say, no you blaze. say pig pool. I said pig pool. P i c p o u l a great varietal. Um, you were going so fast there. I, I almost said. Just, I thought you said pig pool. Pig well, uh, <laughs> no, peak pool. So. Um, And it's tough to find this wine anywhere outside of the winery. Certainly, go down to McNeil and explore the 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 streets and the sounds and the sights of McNeil, Arizona, and stop by Highlands Vineyard. But uh, there's one place in town that does carry it: uh, the Arizona Wine Collective, St. Philip's Plaza. Kind of a wine bar, tasting room, bottle shop kind of concept. Cool vibe. Uh, But the one thing that they do that no one else does is every single bottle of wine that they carry is from an Arizona winery, and they really try to 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 really showcase those super boutique selections that really are not available outside of the winery themselves so this particular wine they brought on two weeks ago they ordered two cases two cases disappeared in less than a week which the snells the family that owns arizona wine collective told me broke a record by orders of magnitude so 24 bottles of wine disappeared in less than a week they cannot keep up with demand so they just restocked how many did you buy How many did I buy Well, I walked, I, I walked out? I wanted to buy a case, but I wanted to make sure that all the wakeys in town had a chance to go up uh, and purchase some. So Arizona Wine Collective St. Phyllis Plaza has the Tanat uh, from High Lonesome Vineyard uh, available right now.
0: Two T's and two N's, as we like to say. All right, we're hanging out with Matt Russell, uh, of course. On the menu, Russell Public Communications. Thank you, sir. And then we have Kyle Nottingham. He's going to be—he's been plating some amazing stuff to celebrate the kickoff of Sonoran Restaurant Week. For, for the last 16 minutes, he's been yeah. prepping this food. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. has. While you guys have been talking, he's been working. So we'll get to see what happens here. So when we come back from the commercial, we'll have Kyle on the air, and we're going to be talking about taking pictures do some videos all that fun stuff we're gonna have a fun third hour here wake up tucson 10 30 the voice matthew russell good morning welcome back nice to be back with you brother and uh we have kyle nottingham chef partner of the prep first pastry prep and pastry verse as we like to say august Rhodes, and of course commoner and co good morning sir good morning um, first and foremost, Ed uh, Matt was a drummer in a in a band in the uh, '80s. All right, in the '80s, yeah, right in college. Uh, the band was called Nouveau Riche, oh. and we
1: uh, I, <laughs> I didn't name know the band, that. Uh, <laughs> but we 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 played all over town, fraternity houses, sorority houses, the parties. We played at the yeah. old Ninos on First and Grant, Yay. the back door. Uh, our bass player he's a he's a big shot in town. Uh, he's an executive over at Corps Rob Tomlinson uh, yeah. was our bass player, and I was telling Chris uh, during the commercial break that if you weren't a band in the 80s whether it was a cover band or a or a or you're doing a, a portfolio of originals or, or a hybrid you know you had to have had at least five or six van halen songs in your in your set <laughs> man and there, there i am you found the nouveau riche cassette tape <laughs> I mean, too bad you guys never got paid but otherwise uh, exactly a pay. lot of pictures of bud light thank you, <laughs> thank <Ninos>. you.
0: <laughs> sonoran restaurant week um, why do I feel – is this a Gibson thing originally? Yeah, so Visit Tucson uh, is uh,
1: one of the uh, anchor uh, elements of this annual celebration of uh, of the Tucson food and beverage scene. And what I love most about what Dan and, and Laura Reese with Storyteller PR and Events uh, have put together is uh, they have brought on I think nearly 40 restaurants right now that have each agreed – uh, to customize special menus for this commemorative Nestor Restaurant Week runs through October the 11th, so it's actually 10 days for the price of seven. Um, sure, and uh, and so each of these restaurants has agreed to put together special three course meals, and uh, there's only one rule: you have to price it at either twenty five dollars per person or thirty five dollars per person. Gotcha, uh, and uh, and I just love seeing the imagination and the creativity. Uh, of the chefs when they say, okay, we know what our parameters are, we know the price point, we know that it's three courses, Uh, they have full flexibility to say, okay, our menu is one appetizer, one entree, one dessert. Some restaurants are saying you have choices of two appetizers, choices of two entrees, so they can do anything. But they've all sort of pledged to support uh, these local restaurants among themselves and a portion of the proceeds go to support the community food bank. So uh, it, it's just win win all the way around. And and I like I think there should be And if Dan Gibson is listening, there needs to be a Sonoran Restaurant Week punch card because I think given 10 days, 40 restaurants, a little punch card. I'm in. I think I can do this. Start at the top. Work my way down.
0: Well, as Dan would say, he would push his glasses up with his, you know, on his nose, and he would go, "Yeah, we have to occupy that space. Got to <laughs> occupy that space. That's what we're going to do there. That's right." I, I almost turned him in the Rain Man there for a sec. Uh, so, Kyle, when you get the uh, when you get the uh, the challenge, and I know chefs like to go because sometimes you, you you design menus, you change them every so often. Right. But when you have a chance to do something that's off of what you're usually
2: doing. It's usually a pretty welcome thing to a chef, right? Oh, we love this stuff. We love it. This is what excites us every year. Um, and so shout out to all the restaurants participating too. Like that, that, I think that's incredible for Tucson, you know, like over 40 restaurants, you know. Uh, so I think that's really cool. But yeah, d- developing a menu like this is always fun for us. Um, I leaned heavy on our, our chef at Commoner. Um, so this really speaks to him. Specifically on kind of what inspires him. We kind of work together developing it.
0: What's this human being's name?
2: Uh, Tommy Begay. Okay. Yeah. So he's a big guy on, uh, he did Sushi on Oracle for about. 15 years right. I want to say long long time so uh, he's kind of stepping out of that and then doing kind of a new American thing we scooped him up very excitedly so uh, he's with us at commoner and co he's a head chef there so that's up this on kind colbin of sunrise colbin sunrise northeast side so yeah this is this is our Sonoran restaurant week menu and we're excited about it and it's been super super busy uh, lots of to go um, which is really cool too you know because you can still come in and enjoy this food but you can take it home, you know, and like you can still you stay safe if you're not comfortable going out to restaurants yet. We we're more than happy to put this stuff up. It travels well and you can still get a three course meal like in your home. I think that's pretty cool.
0: So when you get the directive, 25 or 35, three course meal celebrating Sonoran Restaurant Week. Right. What does that mean to Kyle, First of all, Sonoran
2: I'm, Restaurant Week? I'm going 35. I'm going thirty-five all day. Right, you know, like we're not hanging out in twenty-fives here. We're we're going straight thirty-five. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I challenge you to do anything with mesquite ash for twenty-five dollars a plate. <laughs> no, so uh, no, so ours is thirty-five. Um, you get to pick. Uh, so we have a three have a prefixy three-course menu. Uh, we start with the three sisters salad. It's kind of a cool play on it. Um, we do local tepary beans from Native Seed Search. Uh, we fold in some arugula, some blistered carrots we did some mesquite smoked acorn squash in there too obviously the corns in there some fresh herbs lemon and you know oil just really light something to kind of pop your palate and then uh we did like a little saguaro and uh fruit infused goat cheese as well too so lots of local flavors there
0: this is a very nice salad i really do it very fresh yeah
1: bright and i love a salad with texture yeah so you're getting all kinds of great textural
2: differences um, the 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 what are the their are tepary beans? Tepary <laughs> beans. There's some papitas in there. Um, That's so just giving it that beautiful crunch. Kind of speaks to like harvesty season, yes. late summer produce, all of those things. So this is a salad that can be. You know, you can go to the farmer's market and buy all these ingredients right now. So you know. when you're putting
1: the the, the idea together, you're, you're kind of painting the canvas with a three-course meal. Are you simply curating items that are already on your menu and giving them a space on the three-course uh, menu for restaurant week? Or are you really starting from scratch this and is, saying,
2: look? This is all stuff off the menu. This is kind of dedicated just to Sonoran Restaurant Week. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's do this. We're
0: going, to, um, we're going to run out of time, get to the bottom of the hour news. So I want to talk about your main dish also. Yeah. With making your gnocchi. Uh, so you want to go to SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. And there, again, how many restaurants? Uh? I think nearly 40. Okay. And, and counting and growing. And you got everyone there from Mama Luisa's and Mike and, you know, Gary at Charo's Steak and everyone else in between. So we'll talk about a little bit more about Sonoran Restaurant Week. We'll talk about what Kyle has brought for us for a main course and the dessert. The dessert's amazing. And uh, he's, again, from Commoner Co., Prep and Pastry, August Rhodes. Actually, we should revisit what August Rhodes is, too, because... what now? Is that whose kid is August Rhodes? It's My kid. It's your kid. So you've been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, we talked at, about look it. The, look at right. the artwork on yeah. the uh, on August the knuckles. Rhodes. There he on is. My hands. It's 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 like the Robert De Niro in um, uh, Cape Fear, but nicer. Instead of right. love <laughs> and hate, it says his son's uh, son's name on it. So we come back, Matt Russell, Kyle Nottingham from the Prep Verse, Ed Alexander from wherever he's from, and myself. Wake up Tucson ten thirty. The boys. 8.35 in the morning christy simone matt russell's here good morning how are you doing sir i ah, couldn't be better and we have kyle nottingham from the prep verse hello we're not going to call you the prepper as someone said that'd be that would that'd be a, a little, little
2: different. weird <laughs> it feels a little weird
0: We're talking Sonoran Restaurant Week, and uh, this is the second annual, so go to SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. You can find up to 40 restaurants that are doing these three-course meals for either 25 or 35, trying to celebrate the regional flavor. There it is. Love our area. And you can actually go on, when you go to the
1: website, uh, you can click on all the restaurants and you will see the menus right there. So there's no get, guessing game. That's what I said. Just start at the top and work your way down. Support local restaurants. Be a part of the story uh, that we're all trying to tell and celebrate these artists really at the front and the back of the house for all that they do for us year round.
0: The, uh, so you, Mr. Kyle, brought us um, this
2: amazing uh, gnocchi today. Brought you some tastes. Tell some, us. Some tastes of the restaurant week menu. Right? Tell me yeah.
0: tell me about this gnocchi.
2: All right. So we did a mesquite ash gnocchi. Right? It sounds pretty crazy, but we just it uh It sounds way crazy. Way crazy, right? <laughs> but not too crazy, right? It's still 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 right in the realm of like pretty normal. But uh so we just uh sifted fine sifted some, you know, local mesquite wood that we have a uh, open fire barbecue pit over there. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kind of just infused that into the ricotta gnocchi. Uh we did a nice little Uh, local honey and pumpkin puree underneath it. And then we did like a really kind of like fall-flavored pesto. Lots of, you know, sage and parsley and all things, all herbs that kind of grow right now. Um, And a little Parmesan cheese. So nice and light, but kind of, you know, hearty still. Good flavors. Speaks to fall. All those things.
0: And then you have this amazing tres leches cake. Tres leches. Tres leches cake. Tres leches. With the Sonoran white wheat. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, So just really you know, really good dish, uh, dessert dish, uh, Tres Leches, you know, three milks, right? Condensed milk, um, uh, you know, regular milk. And then we did, uh, the, the sweetened condensed. So, um, yeah, it's just nice Sonoran white wheat in there. Um, we did a little prickly pear mousse, um, and then a Dulce de Leche caramel on top. So oh, it's really nice. Cause it's also, it's, it's
0: a little lighter. Texture-wise than a typical tres leches, you know, like right. I think it captures the spirit of it exactly. The, yeah, you know, without being that totally dense kind of thing. So exactly. Congratulations, exactly. very Thanks, nice. Man. Yeah, you yeah. Mean,
2: yeah very we're excited
1: about not to get prickly pear mousse on the microphone. That's right. true. <laughs> but gnocchi. So, Kyle, you just did a uh, an online cooking class with our friends over at the Flying Aprons yes. Cooking School. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I interviewed you for a story a couple of weeks ago, and you sort of broke... the people are intimidated when thinking about gnocchi. So. I would think that it's fairly difficult to kick out. You know, there's a lot to consider and the tools that you need to do a gnocchi in, a, in an authentic way. But you were saying, look, if you've never done a pasta cooking class right. or a pasta making class, gnocchi's a great place to start because you kind of demystify the whole process and say, look,
2: you can do this at home. You can. You can. And a lot of people wouldn't just whip up, you know, a gnocchi on a Tuesday night, <laughs> but it's possible, right? It's very easy. It's possible. You need two hands, you know, a, a floured surface and some eggs some flour and you're ready to go. I'm going to give it a shot. I've never done. Have you done yoki?
0: I, I, I have done yoki, and I think it's always you, you, finding that right recipe of the of your proportions is very important. Because I've made some gnocchi that are literally uh, lead bombs that sit in your stomach, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, and right. So when you can, when, if you get that, you get that mixture right, and I'm sure Kyle's already mastered it, right? That's why Kyle's Kyle, right? You know, when you get that light texture and you're doing it, it is easy as heck.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you just got to kind of explain what people are trying to feel for. You know, you want to try to give them a little insight to your chef's instinct, right? And you want right. to teach them what you're looking for when you're making it. Mm. Um, so I kind of describe the amounts of flour I look for. And my first, you know, addition of flour into my ricotta mixture, my potato mixture, anything like that, um, I kind of describe it as a, a, a spring snow amount. So if anyone's lived in the East Coast, or you know, oh you've seen a f- spring snow and, so deep. and you see some, like, no some grass kind of sticking out, too. It's not a heavy, you know, middle winter, just you're getting buried. It's a nice kind of freak spring snor- uh, snow okay. and it's just nice and light over it, you know. So oh, I, like I kind of try to build a picture for him a little bit, um, give him a little in-depth um, knowledge of what I'm thinking about when I'm making yoki.
0: No, it's again, like I said, you're right. It's, if you're going to start in the pasta making world, it doesn't have to look
2: pretty. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's all up to interpretation, and at the end of the night, you're having fun. You're making dinner with your family. You know, you're engaging. You're doing something different. Um, so it's all what about process. What kind the of sauce process. you like on your gnocchi? Anything really. Anything. Okay. I like to keep it light. You know, kind of just butter, <laughs> wine, herbs. You know, some vegetables, and that's kind of it. But you can't gnocchi, go wrong with the butter sage combo. No, right? not at all. Especially this not time of year. I mean, no, it's just- no, no. no. And then, you know, Pomodoro and really gnocchi. Is so, you know, you can do anything with it, really. So, but yeah, we like to do some, you know, just let the vegetables speak, let the gnocchi speak, keep it nice and light.
0: All right. So August Rhodes, tell, I know it's the name of your, your beautiful child. Uh, how yeah.
2: old is August now? August is almost two and he's just a maniac right now. <laughs> just a maniac. He's the dishwasher. He's the heir to oh, the yeah. throne. He's just getting ready to move and groove in the kitchen. Uh, So, yeah, he's doing super good. How would you describe the concept of August Rhodes for people? Uh, August Rhodes is is really in a transition right now. Um, So we started off as like this really awesome um, artisan kind of sandwich place using our own sourdough. So we bake all of our bread in house. And right now we bake for a whole company right now, right now. Um, We're also picking up wholesale accounts around Tucson. So you're going to see August Road's bread on different menus around Tucson. Um, We're doing North's ciabatta right now. Mm. Um, So North uses our our bread for the bread service, which is huge for us. Right, huge. Um, So, yeah, you're going to see Parish just picked up August Road's bread. So um, lots of local people starting to pick us up as wholesale accounts. Um, But we're actually kind of moving to a new space. So we've got some so we got some big news in the pipelines, a new um, physical space, a new physical space. Um, so we'll be able to bake in that space, still continue our wholesale, still be able to do some retail bread, and you're still gonna be able to get those awesome August roast sandwiches. For lunch service
0: as Now as the old August road space Are you guys going to do Something with that again Or is that now
2: That's going to uh, be To someone else's creativity Gotcha So yeah okay. We're kind of moving away From that space Going into uh, new Bigger better digs So Well you have maxed The hell out of that space Over we the have last so many for years sure. Exactly. For yeah. sure uh, Nate did such a great job Making that space Just a thing You know Like I don't think Anyone else could go Into a dark You know Corner of Campbell And kind of revive <laughs> it Like that But uh, uh, Nate somehow You know Worked his magic He put a lot of time And effort and uh, making Prep and Pastry what it is today. Uh, so, so the original
1: Prep and Pastry uh, a couple of years ago moved uh, to the east side of Campbell. Yep. Uh, and then you also have Prep and Pastry East, uh, what's the location of uh, that one? So that's right, uh, it's right off court, of Grant, Grant, uh, yep.
2: right near the post office. Yeah, there. Right. right. next yeah. is uh, Zimberger, Zimberger. Yep, yeah. And yep. then we got one in Scottsdale now too. That's so huge. we're in Maricopa now and uh, old, old, uh, old town Scottsdale. So look at you guys. Yeah. look yeah. at you.
1: Nice little patio on the one at Campbell. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So we
2: just uh, built out parklets on all of our spots. Right. Uh, so uh, Grant now just has this beautiful wooden <clears throat> parking spot, and uh flowers and fresh plants and stuff so we built out literally new outdoor dining space in the parking lots um in some of our restaurants what so, kind of a
0: bump to seating capacity average you think
2: um so we can actually sit more now than we were able to pre-covid sure with the outdoor dining with the socially distanced um tables and all the things if you've been in a commoner of any of our restaurants everything's super spaced out um, really well organized. The team's done an incredible job of maintaining sanitation practices, and I mean, they've all been working so hard. So, but yeah, we we we're trying to promote outdoor dining as much as possible. We're coming into November, you know, so we're almost there. Two you know, getting through this crazy heat. But it's really about outdoor dining right now, and we're going to try to take advantage of that.
1: Perfect time of year uh, and season to do this. But did you did you say a parklet?
2: They call parklets. You I know, know. in that's New, in New York and LA, you know that that's what they're it, calling it, it, them out it originally there. Originally
0: started with the down, like a downtown area that has the parking spaces in front, exactly. right? and the restaurant exactly. would kind of uh, extend out to that and then do that.
1: Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah, my son lives in Venice Beach, and uh, we were over there a few weeks ago, and we've noticed that, you know, especially uh, you know, up and down, I can't remember, Washington, I think, going right up to the to the ocean, uh, all these restaurants have expanded their park, their uh, their uh, outdoor dining spaces, yeah. and it really is yeah. working. So I love the fact that you guys are doing that to really maximize seating for season. Now, is that something that kind of sunsets, uh, you know, spring, uh, summer next year? Or Who knows? We're going w- to try to keep of- it for the year. Okay, we're going to try great. to keep
2: it for the year. So as long as, uh, you know, um, as long as the county's on our side and, you know, as long as we can keep it out there, we're going to try to roll with it right for on. sure.
0: Alright, give me, uh, before I let you go two locally owned restaurants that are not part of the
2: Prepperverse that you like to go to um, I really like to go to um, <sighs> that's a good one that's a good so one, many. man um, I mean, Pizza Luna I huge shout out to those guys just incredible, incredible Speedway? people Speedway? Yeah, Speedway Will not, next to and then let's keep yep. it in the family, let's keep it in that corridor um, Sachiko Sushi, too Nice. That's a little food mecca right there, right? right you in got the some, same got shopping yes, center. Yeah, yes, wow. that's a go-to. You see me out and about at night, I'm in that shopping center, you know, getting my, getting my Sachiko and getting my uh, Pizza Luna. Very cool. All right, good choices. Yeah. We haven't heard those two in a while, so thanks for expanding the universe, as yeah, we say. Yeah, no, no worries. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for the grub today. Keep doing the good work. Cheers, man. All right, Kyle Nottingham, partner chef from uh, Prep Pastry Commoner Co., august roads and then remember this dish for sonoran restaurant week is only at commoner co on colbin sunrise so all right man keep doing good work thanks all right matt and i you know we do rapid fire in the old days with me and higgins we're gonna rapid fire when we come back we have like nine topics in food we got to do in like nine minutes ready to do it we're hanging out with matt russell from the on the menu verse <laughs> Everything's got a verse to it. Everything as we like to does.
1: Say. Yeah, it's great to be We're with drinking Tanat wine we from are. a
0: lonesome vineyard in uh, McNeil, Arizona. Right? Did I get that real?
1: It's Tanat. Yeah, well, Tanat or not Tanat? <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah, Tanat. Uh, this Ta-da. is from the uh, High Lonesome Vineyard in McNeil, just uh, 20 miles south of Tombstone. Uh, so uh, this is 100% Tanat, no blend. Uh, this particular selection uh, begins. These are the winemaker's taste uh, notes. So it begins with a warm raspberry jam on the nose. So lift your glass, Christy Simone. Tell me if you pick up any notes of warm raspberry jam.
0: I've heard um, crazy notes. That one's not bad. Yeah. All right. There All it
1: right. is. Right. This This is just straight up beautiful. I can do that. Warm feelings. Okay. Bring it up. Take a tug.
0: Do I have to aerate? Because that's disgusting on there. <laughs>
1: So, okay. All right. So, you've had wine before. This is pretty good. Um So, uh, what uh, Edie, the winemaker, says uh, flavors of dark fruit. I'm picking dark fruit up immediately. I think that's right. Uh, a black licorice. So, I think I got to sit a little bit to pull that one out. But there is that little bit oh, of a subtlety.
0: It slouches. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a guy who hates black licorice. So, right. but whatever that, whatever she thinks that is, it is not bothering it, it, it's me. It's
1: not bothering. Okay, we're making progress. Yes.
0: Um. Uh. And then, um.
1: Uh. A little dark chocolate, and then notes of leather and spice on the finish. So one more sip. Let that hang out. And it does have a long finish. And so leather and spice. So she says this wine again, one hundred percent. Isn't Stevie Nicks song? <laughs> This is leather and uh, lace. She, that's
0: right. They, they love the <laughs> versatility of this wine
1: uh, because uh, they think it works uh, just as well. Uh, enjoying at the front end of the night with some aged cheese, and she says that it's confident enough to stand up against a big roasted ribeye. So a, a, a great wine. Uh, I think one of the the, the top Arizona wines, uh, just because it, it has this wonderful expression uh, of this grape uh, that is now the national grape of Uruguay, as we've been uh, told. Wow. And the blessing actually just confirmed that on a text, so thank mm. you, Kyle. Um, but anyway, uh, this is available, again, Arizona Wine Collective, St. Phillips Plaza. It'll go quick.
0: So, so Matthew... Yeah. Um, and all of you Arizona vintners, turn away from the radio right now. I sometimes I find with a lot of Arizona wines uh, on the front end, I am confronted with an Arizona wine skank taste <laughs> that does not do it for me. And what's I will I want to give kudos to the Tanat kids here. That does not exist in this one. It is smooth coming in, even though we're saying there's raspberry jam, and on the back end we got you know we're eating brick or slate or whatever the tasting <laughs> notes were. It is a very smooth wine. I love this. I, I told you before with a beautiful cuvée.
1: Yes, which would be good you with shared us. with Matt that to me I'm thinking this is just a natural pairing. You're right, the beautiful Coca-Von. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, now I got to clean off. No, there's, more, there's more. Uh, there's more prickly pear oh moose on the mic. Prickly pear <laughs> Corona <laughs> on the mic. But uh, you know, look with with any wine region, Chris. Uh, there's great wines. There's not so great wines. Um, kudos to all of the winemakers that are doing their darn best to sort of get into this and do it right and do it well and do it in a way that that pays homage uh, to their founding uh, fa- uh, fathers. Um, but uh, but you're right. This particular selection, I think, kind of stands out uh, because you're automatically thinking. About the things that it's going to be, uh, pair very well with.
0: Uh, I was telling you, there's a D&D bar we got to go to. Yes. All right. So I, it's called This Guy Owns Games and Gadgets <laughs> in the Tucson Mall. And as we know, in the current market, there's probably some extra space at the mall, as we like to know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of space. <laughs> especially what are you with, do with, especially it? with the Mexican border still locked down. <laughs> Who's going to the damn mall? So God bless this guy. He built a medieval bar pub thing next to his D&D game kind of thing where it's like mead and craft beer and all that jazz and I, I guess you can play D and D, Catan, or Magic: The Gathering, or any of these things. I love while this. you're drinking your beer. And 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 when you say mead, I didn't know that. So
1: yeah, you, you have to have a, a you know a flagon, a, a flag. <laughs> <laughs> mead. So when you say when you say they built it out, so it's not just kind of soft lighting and a couple of posters. I mean, I it, think
0: he's got like the. It looks like he's got like the real wood bar. So that's his like his ti budget Game of Thrones.
1: was respectable then.
0: I mean, God bless his rich uncle, as we <laughs> like to say. <laughs>
1: so what are we going on a field trip? And give me some notice so I can dress appropriately. I think we're
0: going. This weekend. Oh so man! Are you place? here this weekend? What's uh, I am here this weekend. All right, What's so. the name of the place? Uh, ga games, games and, and gadgets. gadgets. But okay. I got to look it up on my on uh, my on my cell phone. But so that's what we gotta. I'm all over that. I, I love, see. That's the kind of stuff that I love. You
1: know. It's like okay. Well, why not?
0: You wake <laughs> up in the morning, honey. I have an idea
1: for a for a concept bar in Tucson Mall. <laughs> Uh, but no, this sounds this sounds like something that you know this town really really needs, and like you said, there's space. So I mean, let's he, fill her. He up. has
0: two places: one at at Park Place Mall, but the Tucson Mall. Is where the the bar is. Okay, well that's where I'll be. So
1: <laughs> surprise.
0: And I like on the story. Gerald Gay did it on the Arizona Daily Star, right? It's like, well, the one at Park Place Mall is a little more for sci-fi. This one's a little more adventure. So right. okay, you're, you're right. This is brilliant. It's okay, brilliant. he's in both the malls right. because he can. Yes, because right. it's cheap
1: and he can. Right. But it's brilliant. Good job. And they're paying him yeah. twenty-five bucks a square foot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very good.
0: I got he, I gotta find the name of the actual uh oh here it is Tucson. Okay. So again, and I'm I'm running a D and D game on Discord now. Right. So one of my buddies, Kevin, moment it got on Facebook, he's like, Do you have a guest room? I'm there. We're going. Right. We're we're all coming. So I think their dream is we can do this D and D thing. So Mark Cadro is uh Caddo, owner of Tucson Games and Gadgets. Okay. Well he's doing something else in town. That's a very familiar name. So he goes it's he, Oh, it's called the Short Rest Tavern. <laughs> brilliance. A fantasy themed craft beer bar within his shop to satisfy all manners of players as they make their way through fictional worlds in games like D&D, Magic the Gathering and Catan. The tavern looks like something straight out of the Lord of the Rings with a long wooden bar and employees in Middle Earth style attire. Oh, so
1: you could. This is like the old Rocky Horror where you dress up to go to the movie. All right, I'm all over it. And I'm going to bring my craft beer fantasy list and see how many boxes (laughs) this place checks. (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, So um, you saw on Facebook yesterday, we now have a Wake Up Tucson wrap. Yeah.
1: At Sonoran Brunch Company. I want. No, so the Marita sauce. I could, I like, I, every time I see Ken, I said, is this coming to Venti? I right. could just drink that stuff, seriously. But what he's put together with those was like a candied jalapeno or a pickled jalapeno? It's his
0: house pickled jalapenos. Pickled
1: jalapenos. I mean, I'm all over that. So. And then he's
0: doing a corn tortilla from La Noria. Yeah, only right? place to get them. And grilling.
1: Oh, he's doing them a la Planche. Yeah. So you get that. Well, as you said this morning, you get that kind of crispy shell, but that. Uh, see if I can do this the right <laughs> way. The the interior <laughs> tortillaria interior <laughs> is nice and soft and beautiful. That is it, right? As, and you can as get it Kenny with- King is, it's it's true to form. He's nice. After he's we did soft, the tasting, the only thing beautiful. the
0: only thing we figured out that he needed to do, and he's going to do it. He just said he needed to add a little more cheese. Okay. When in doubt. Add more cheese. Because I, I, I like the use of American cheese in this
1: thing. If it's Chris Simone wrap, right. uh, it has to be American. Right. Uh, <laughs> is it on the menu now? I heard something about a secret menu. Can I get one now on my way home? And I it think you
0: ask him for it. Okay. It's not on a physical menu Okay. Yet. All right. So he wanted me to taste it and him and I have a discussion. To make sure that it meets uh, your very high right. culinary standards. So it's very soon to be on the regular menu. Right. So he's going to come on. We're going to do a big announcement. Is he going to price him. it at ten thirty? That's what, what I, he, That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> right, price it at ten thirty. That'd be amazing. And so, nine thirty goes. To that's charity. a little pricey for two tortillas. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Matt. Thanks for everything. So man. much fun hanging with you, brother. Thanks. Have a good day, Adios, Matt Russell. Dad, on the menu, Zach's coming up next.